Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. Welcome to our Taste Test episode, where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think. And on this episode of the Taste Test, we both sample WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. So let's get right into it. Yes. Yeah, but folks, we're going to just say right now, spoiler alert, the date is March 7th. All nine episodes have dropped. And again, respectfully, if you decide to listen to this podcast, we might have some spoilers. You have been warned. You've been warned. What did it taste like? You go first. I love that your and my notes are very similar. Gobstoppers. Folks, <laughs> listeners, if you've never had a gobstopper candy, this is something from the 80s. It would come in a box. It would be like a this big, hard piece of candy that you would suck on for layers and layers. It would change colors. Mm. And each layer had like a sweetness and saltiness yes, to it. Many yes. layers. And you want to get to the center to savor all the flavors. I felt it was like a big gobstopper. What about mm. you? What did it taste like for you? That's a really great analogy. For me... It felt like Pop Rocks. Do you remember those candies that they'd yes. come in these like packages of sorts? You'd open them mm-hmm. up. They were nice, sweet, and acerbic a little bit. But if you let them sit in your mouth, they would start to actually create a little bit of a popcorn reaction. Yeah. If you had enough in your mouth, it was like a crescendo of explosion occurring in your mouth at the end. It too is something that I grew up with in the 80s. So it felt very nostalgic at the same time, simply because for those of our listeners that know about this, Mm -hmm. you know, this limited TV series, it went through quite a number of decades of TV shows. Was it worth the pop culture calories? I very much thought so. But I have to say, at the beginning, I had a little bit of doubts, you know? Oh, yeah? Yeah, for the first two episodes, it was like, you know, these things are cute, but is anything going to happen? <laughs> is what I was thinking, you know? And it wasn't until towards the end of episode three, it was like, okay, something's happening. But I mm. felt like they maybe didn't need to stretch it out that long. I think that they could have just contracted the first part. But, you know, this is kind of like Pop Rocks. I'm used to Marvel properties starting off with a bang. This had a very different pacing for sure. And so worth it, but you had to wait for it. And I just think I wasn't prepared at the beginning. How about you? Was it worth the pop culture calories? It was beyond, I think also, too, with the fact that I'm using a gobstopper as my analogy, it made you savor for more. Yes, Mm. the first three were very quick, and I'm like, what's happening here? But I still wanted more. I'm in MCU remission. Mm, yes. Okay, so like, <laughs> you know me, I've been watching movies, waiting for credits, like watching the ends of TV shows on streamers, waiting to see if there's anything happened after the credits. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I have not been in a movie theater, and I'm going to this remission. It was like I was savoring every la- like layer. There has to be more. There's got to be more. I'm waiting for more. I'm trying to get to the center, to the core of this show. 
I was wanting more. In the little teaser, we're starting black and white. We're starting, you know, very Dick Van Dyke. And then we're switching to a Bewitched type of theme with the show. I, I'm salivating right now. I was like, I really need this to go on. If this is weekly. I'm getting upset. Let's Friday's got to come quickly. It's got to come so. quickly. Well, and it eventually gets us more. And I, yes. just like you, towards the end, in fact, after the last episode, I was like, oh, I still want more. I'm so ready for more. Does it remind <laughs> you of anything on the pop culture buffet? Now, if you guys have been a faithful listener to the show, and I'll, I'll fill you in, a lot of my past pop culture picks of things that I've been consuming have been Fleabag and Never Have I Ever, both streaming mm. on Amazon Prime and Never Have I Ever is from Netflix. Right. The uniting theme is about grief. Mm. And WandaVision is about grief. Mm. It is about yes. someone trying to overcome. And there is a wonderful line I'll talk about a little bit later that is said by Vision, Paul Bettany's character, and it's such a statement about grief. It was there. And I think right now it's very poignant at this time since we've been going through a pandemic and lockdown and a lot of people have been dealing with their emotions and stuff. It Mm -hmm. was someone facing something sad and trying to overcome and trying to sort out their feelings, especially in a Marvel forum. Yes. It was intriguing and it was linked. And I'm like, why do I like this? And the past shows I've been watching, I'm very drawn to like, this is how people are processing grief. And you, what what did it remind you in the pop culture buffet? Yeah, I certainly thought it was a story of grief as well. I felt that it had a similar through line to the John Wick stories, actually. Oh, yeah? Tell yeah, me about John Wick. Yeah, so John Wick is also a story about grief. What I thought was really interesting and where I saw the commonality is, is, is I felt that this was kind of like a fable or some type of lesson story where... Mm-hmm. This is what happens to you if you don't allow grief to flow through you and transform you. Because if you don't let it flow through you and allow it to transform yourself, it just starts to impact others in sometimes hurtful ways. And I just thought, oh, that's really fascinating. Like, it's just an interesting commentary in terms of how you deal with loss and what happens if you don't let it transform you. And the most similar storyline to that was John Wick is what I was thinking. Okay, listeners, if you just listen, I don't care, rewind the podcast and just listen to the words that <laughs> Jesse just said. Grief flow through you and transform just to impact others. It's like, that is WandaVision. And like a mm. lot of the scenes, you see Elizabeth Olsen's character screaming and screeching and you're seeing the power, the red powers and the rays emanating from her right. self, yeah. like dealing with WandaVision. That is excellent words. Like Kevin Feige, if you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> you have two wonderful people that would love to work in the Uber. Like, uh, we'll write one like script. Like, I'll do sides. I don't care. I'll serve <laughs> yes, coffee. Yes, yes, yes. I'll serve coffee to Kat Dennings. It doesn't matter. Oh my God, but that would be so clear, That was a really good observation. Thanks. Yes, that's right. Letting it flow yeah. through you and transform you. I really thought that. I just thought, because I think sometimes what we do is we want to resist it. We want to resist grief. We want to resist loss. And yet it goes on. Like loss continues. And what do you do with it? You let it transform yourself. And if you don't let it transform yourself, it comes at your peril, but interestingly enough, at other people's peril as well. And so that's kind of what I was left with too, in terms of like what it reminded me on the pop culture buffet was, and this lesson, you know, that I think Mm -hmm. in some ways WandaVision was trying to teach us. What did you appreciate about WandaVision? Very rarely in the MCU do you see acting. Now, I'm not taking away from Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther or taking it away from Robert Downey Jr. from Endgame or a lot of the other, like, supporting characters in the whole oeuvre. But Elizabeth Olsen was a fantastic actress. 
Excellent. She was Excellent. wonderful. She deserves any type of thing. For her to play different sitcoms in the various years, whether it be Dick Van Dyke, Bewitched, Full House, Modern Family, Malcolm in the Middle, and still be able to be a, a superhero, an action star, to maintain that is mm-hmm. fantastic. The, the disguise. Yeah. And then even like when they have these pans to her face and her dealing with grief and looking at why she became this way and how she got these powers that she doesn't even know that she has, yeah. you have not seen acting. And this is acting in the MC universe. It I, really was. It's quite fascinating. Yeah. And the actors that were in this, whether Tiana Paris, who plays Monica Rambo, Randall mm. Park, yes. representation. He was so good, Jimmy too. Jimmy Woo, yeah. Kath Dennings, who we love yes. from Thor and yeah. uh, Two Broke Girls. And then, obviously, let's be honest, the Hanassans, Catherine Hahn. She was amazing. Come on. She was amazing, yeah. Come on. She, like, broke down barriers. Like, the acting was impeccable. And, like, I hope that people are nominating for awards. Forget about the fact that this is, like, a superhero movie. The acting is fantastic. Shockingly, like, whoa, this is really, really great. Like, that's the big thing that stood out for me at first. What about you? What's the thing that really pops out for you? Mm. In terms of what I appreciated, it was very different storytelling for Marvel. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, oh, like, it was still action all the way, but it was a thinking person's action film is what I thought. What I also appreciated was really the attention to details as they went through oh, the decades. My God. And so, listeners, Siggy went through all the different, you know, nods and allusions to different sitcoms along the way. And it was fascinating because it was like, oh, like you're clearly basing that on family ties, or oh, you're yes. clearly basing that on growing pains. Even the music had the same chord structures okay. and chord progressions and stuff like that. And I thought, oh my God. So they would replicate the WandaVision theme song across the decades. And it was like, this is genius. It was genius on how they conveyed it without necessarily having to kind of literally borrow from these TV shows that they were giving nods to. Yeah, go you ahead. You said music. And I'm going to just interrupt you right second. The music is a Filipino angle, folks. Oh, really? Right? <laughs> yes, it I is Robert Lopez. Oh, my God. That's amazing. He and his wife wrote, and they were, like, so excited just to do the themes. They were, mm. like, from everything, they were chiming, okay, we're going to model it like this. Like, when you said the family ties, they just totally did the progression. The Malcolm in the Middle mm. send up. And then, right. obviously, the Agatha all along. Yes, that was great. That but was great. that was, yes, the people that wrote the Academy Award winning Frozen yes. Coco writers, like, yeah, they're behind all that music. Like, yeah. Well, and yeah. the music helped kind of create that nostalgia feel, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting because connected to grief are these ideas of nostalgia and reminiscing. And mm-hmm. I think the interesting part is, is that nostalgia actually traps you in the past. This is kind of like the equivalent of grieving where you grieve and you don't let it transform you and you end up becoming nostalgic and trapped there as opposed to reminiscing where you think about the past and think that was nice, but you're still moving on and still moving forward. The other things that I found too was that this was a very different way of telling someone's origin story and Mm -hmm. at the same time, tying up past canon really nicely while being meta in its approach. And so it was really good conceptualization and writing from beginning to end. And I know that people are like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be a season two. I think it was great just being a limited series unto itself. It just needs to be that book that sits on the shelf. I want to touch on some things. You said meta. It was meta inside out. And even with the special 
casting of, again, spoiler alert, of Pietro by Evan Peters, yes. who plays it in the Fox universe, yes. that role. And, like, even the meta things, oh, that's kick-ass. And he's referenced, like, Elizabeth Olsen's character references Evan Peters' role, played with Aaron Tyler Johnson's role in a movie, the other Pietro, in a movie that they were both in. Like, even the picture of Elizabeth Olsen in the full house get up, where she yeah. looks like Mary-Kate and Ashley. Yep, yep. And even the fact of, like, what's with your accent? You have one? Do you have one or not? <laughs> I just want to tie in or whatever. There was one line that was said by Vision Mm. near the end of it. Spoiler or not, he says, what is grief but love persevering? I thought that was beautiful. That was like poetic. I was like, Mm. I want that on a shirt. And Mm. Jez, how you touched on like transforming and letting things flow through you. It really is. What is grief but love persevering? And it it, it, it gives you lots of food for thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what you're essentially stopping if you resist grief is love is really what I was thinking too. Do you sample this again? I say sure. Simply because there was many, many Easter eggs, (laughs) you know, that I didn't see. But perhaps I might start at episode three. Yeah. How about you? Would you sample it again? I told you guys I'm in remission. So when episode seven, eight, and nine had stingers and mid credit scenes, I like there was one single tear going down my face. I was Sterling K. Brown and this is ass going, oh my God, it's back, (laughs) it's back. And the thing, it programmed my needs. Disney Plus knows what they're doing. They're taking mm. my money. They know, yes, it's ending, but guess what? You can watch it again. And guess and what? Again. We're going to give you a behind the scenes, the making of WandaVision next week. And the week after, <laughs> it is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Amazing. I'm very happy. I'm Amazing. very, very happy. W- worth every penny that we put into Disney Plus subscription. Absolutely. Who would you recommend this to? Marvel fans unite anyone Mm. that was a fan of the MC universe. But you know what? When you take a step back, if you're about grieving and trying to sort out those feelings, this would be an interesting learning, this episodic television, just to watch, to see someone going through grief and Mm. uh, dealing with a lost loved one. We are Gen Xers and the millennials. We all identify with all these nostalgic moments that were recreated very masterfully. The coverage, the evolution of a sitcom, the evolution of the MCU greatly, like you had touched on. You? Similarly, I would say the same thing. I just put this in more for fun. I said that who I recommended to is those that actually like watching witches on TV shows and movies. Because I thought, oh, you've got some interesting lore here that you guys are exploring that doesn't get explored in other different TV shows about witches and stuff right. like that. That was quite a packed taste test, Sig. So I don't know if there's anything else to say, but to take us out, maybe. Well, you know what? The last thing I want to say, I like to del- dedicate this lovely taste test to mm. my wonderful niece, Elizabeth, who loves this show just mm. as much as I do. Elizabeth, I'm hoping you're listening. And I can't wait to talk about it for- with you further. If you guys have any questions or concerns or comments or you want to riff on us because we spoiled it, I think we, <laughs> think we spoiled it that much. Email us at holoholopopculture at gmail.com. The Holoholo podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Rate us and leave a review. We greatly appreciate it. Our Twitter handle is at holoholopopculture and you can find us on Instagram at Hollow Hollow Pop Culture. We gave people a uh, content warning or spoiler warning. So as far as I'm concerned, we receive editorial <laughs> feedback from Mary Beth Beatty and our musical theme is by Chal Turingen. We'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you guys soon.